Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Spice, the podcast. My name is Soleil Thomas, and I'm so excited to begin my journey as a podcast host. The mission of SPICE, which stands for Soleil's Purpose in Connecting Ethnicities, is to determine to what extent a person's background and culture has on their view of the world and their social choices. To provide diverse perspectives and gain even more insight, I will be interviewing guests from all different backgrounds and walks of life. Some of them are family, some of them are friends, but they are all amazing people who will be honest with both me and you, the listener. But before we jump in, you first need to learn a little bit about me, my background and interests, and why I wanted to start this podcast. To start off with some basic facts. Obviously, my name is Soleil Thomas, and I'm currently 17 years old and going into my senior year of high school. I live in New Jersey with my mom, my dad, my sister Ava, and my dog Maisie Grace. My background is all over the place, so my dad is Slovakian, Italian, and West Indian, while my mom is Guyanese, which is a country in South America but tends to sway a little bit more Caribbean than Spanish. I also have a really big extended family that provides me with so much love and support, and I'm so grateful for them. Family is something that is so important to me in my life, and I've really been able to spend a lot of time with them and really cherish that time with them after these past few years of the global pandemic. So now a little bit more about my interests. One of my biggest interests and one of the things that I love to do in my spare time is compete in pageants. So when I was really young, I used to be extremely shy to the point where I would hide behind my parents to go into a relative's house or even to go into a grocery store like ShopRite. I didn't want to be in public. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. But that really all changed for me one day when I got a letter in the mail from an organization called National American miss. And of course, when my parents first saw that they were contacting me and my sister Ava about a pageant, they immediately went to toddlers and tiaras and glitz and glam and makeup at a young age. And they were like, no way is my daughter doing this. But after looking into it more, we decided, okay, we'll go to an open call, which was kind of like an information session to learn more about what the pageant was really about. So my sister and I go to the open call and Ava, who was seven at the time, a lot more outspoken than me and a lot more excited about just being in public and making new friends than I was, was really excited and I started to become really excited as well. We learned that in the pageant, we wouldn't be even allowed to wear makeup since we were in the junior preteen division and that made my parents really excited and happy that, you know, we wouldn't have to be glitz and glammed up for this pageant. We also learned that two of the main areas of competition had a lot to do with our personal speaking and public speaking. So one of those competitions is called the interview competition, where you actually sit one-on-one with each judge and you just talk to them for about a minute and you just tell them about yourself. They ask you questions and you have to answer to the best of your ability in a limited amount of time. And honestly, it's basically like a job interview, which I think has set me up for great success in the future because after years and years of doing these interviews and practicing for them, 
I basically can answer any question that's thrown at me at any time. So I think that'll really help me in my college interviews and in job interviews in the future. And my parents recognized that too when I was only nine years old. And another competition they had was called Personal Introduction. And as you can imagine, someone that is really shy is not really necessarily going to be a fan of going on stage and speaking in front of hundreds of people. But that's what this competition entails. So you go on stage and you say a memorized speech um and it's depends it's about 30 seconds to a minute depending on if you're at the national level or at the state level but I thought it would be a great experience for me and a way for me to really enhance my personal speaking skills as did my parents so after we saw that we were like you know what maybe we'll give it a shot So Ava and I decided that we were going to compete. I wrote my own introduction. I got a gown from AliExpress and we showed up and just had a great time. And honestly, one of the first things that comes to my mind when I think about that pageant, that first experience I had was just how friendly everyone was. And as you can imagine, someone who was really shy probably would have had a harder time opening up if people weren't as welcoming as they were. Even queens that were giving up their titles were so kind to everyone and especially to the people that they could tell were having a harder time, which was someone like me, and I was so, so grateful for that. I remember doing an optional contest called Actress, which is where you go on stage and recite a commercial. I was able to compete in it that first year, and I went on stage, I did my commercial, and I was just so proud of myself for being able to accomplish that, that when I came off the stage, we hadn't even done any of the required competitions yet. I told my parents, I was like, mom, dad, I love this. I want to come back next year, and I want to keep going, and I just had the best weekend. The cherry on top of that weekend, though, was me actually taking home the title of the National American Miss New Jersey Junior Preteen, which was a complete shock to me, a complete shock to my parents. Everyone was shocked, (laughs) let's be honest. I was not expecting to win. It was my first experience ever in pageantry. But from then on, I've truly become hooked, and so has my sister. So I've been competing ever since then, holding multiple state titles, competing at multiple international and national competitions where I've placed top 10 in the world, top 6 in the world, top 15 in the world. So I've had just an amazing experience in pageantry and I've truly grown into the person that I am today because of that. I've met so many amazing friends that have become my family and I've met so many people from different backgrounds and I love seeing the diversity that has come to the pageant world, especially in these past few years with amazing title holders representing us at the national level, like Kaylee Garris and um, Chesley Christ, who may she rest in peace, but was an amazing inspiration to not only me, but my sister and to so many other girls around the world that look just like her. So I think that because of this representation that we've had recently in the pageant world, things are really, really changing for the better. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. I found so many amazing role models like the people that I just mentioned, and I've also found myself becoming a role model to younger girls, which is all I can ask for in life. And one of the things that is just so important to me is when I step into someone's life, I just want to make an impact to them in a positive way. And through pageantry, I think I've really been able to do that. Um, And I think really the reason I loved 
my first pageant so much is because I've also been a dancer since I was three years old. So when I stepped onto that stage, I felt like it was my home and I felt free to express and free to really let my personality shine through because of the experience I'd already had on stage from dancing. So I started dancing when I was three and I've always really loved it. I started out at a smaller studio where I mostly did ballet. I was even in the Nutcracker a couple of times. I played one of the baby mice one of my first times in the Nutcracker, which was a lot of fun except for that, you know, a five five-year-old is a little scared when even though it's an actor, someone that is the Nutcracker is charging at them with a sword, but it was a great experience. I stepped into a little bit more of musical theater as well, and soon after that, I changed to a different studio to be able to dance with some of my friends from school, and the year after that, when I was nine, I joined the competition team, so I've been dancing competitively since I was nine years old. I've gone on my, so my team actually has levels. So my team actually has levels. So the lowest level when I started was the shooting stars, which is the youngest girls in elementary school. Then it was rising, shining. And this year I've actually become an all-star, which is a really special honor for me because only six people in the history of my entire dance team have been all-stars. There was three all-stars previously a few years ago, and then this year I'll become an all-star along with two of my other friends who are also going to become graduating seniors this next year. So I'm super excited about that. And I feel like dance has always been a way for me to really express my emotions on stage. Like I said before, you get out there and you show up and you're able to show everyone in the audience and the judges the hard work that you've put into practicing these routines. And it's just really special for me personally because you can practice as much as you want. You can go over your routine however many times before you get on stage, but Something that I've always felt about myself is that when I get out on that stage is when I sell it. In rehearsal, I'll smile through it and, you know, I'll practice my expressions for when I go on stage and I'll be having a great time. But there's really nothing like that adrenaline rush of going on stage and just giving your all. And that's something that I've really learned through dance and through pageantry. And it's really encouraged me to just give my all in every aspect of my life. Another one of my hobbies, which is quite different from the other two, is baking. So the reason that I first really loved baking and wanted to immerse myself into that world is because of my grandmas. My grandma Millie and my grandma Tootsie were the people who really taught me how to bake. So my grandma Millie was my mom's mom. She's Caribbean, she's Guyanese, and so I learned so many amazing recipes from her, like pine tarts, which are pineapple pastries that are absolutely delicious, black cake, which I make for so many relatives every single Christmas. I've kind of inherited that responsibility from my grandma, and now I give cakes to everyone. And I also learned how to make her famous ice cream, which is the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. And my grandma Tootsie, who is a Italian and Slovakian has taught me how to make butter cake and brownies and all of these amazing desserts that are also so delicious. So that was one way for me to really see both sides of my culture and appreciate the different ways in which that's expressed through food. So that's why I've really always loved baking so much. And 
I really, really enjoyed watching the show Kids Baking Championship when I was younger. And one snow day, my mom was like, Sula, you should just like film an audition. You should just try. And I mean, it's nothing's going to happen, but we have off today. Make a dessert you were going to bake anyway. So why don't you just film a little audition? So I went and I into my kitchen and I was going to make a peanut butter chocolate cheesecake so I filmed my audition and I was like so so excited about it and then I kind of sent it in and didn't think about it at all for like the next three to four months then later that year I actually got a call back while I was in dance and I got in the car after my mom was picking me up and she was like Soleil the people from kids speaking championship just called me and I was so excited so after that It was really a whirlwind of auditions and emotions and baking and sending in pictures and getting more callbacks and just being so unsure about the whole process. But at the end of my sixth grade year, I was so excited because I found out that I was going to be flown to New Orleans for the final stages of the application process. So I was flown there along with 14 others, so it was 15 of us. Then we actually had to go through a boot camp before we even got on the show. And during that boot camp, a few more people were cut, leaving the 12 people that ended up on the show, which was me and 11 others. So I was so excited to have this opportunity. And I found out later that over 10,000 people had auditioned for the show from the US and Canada. And I was just so excited to be able to get on the main show and meet Duff and meet Valerie and be able to like showcase my baking skills because it was awesome and I really wasn't expecting to win or anything like that but I just had the most amazing time there and it was something that I'm so proud of and probably one of my biggest accomplishments in life and it feels like so long ago now I filmed that show when I was about 12 years old and now I'm 17 But it's something that I'll really always cherish and look upon fondly in my life. So I'm so grateful for that experience. And I still love baking to this day. I've been able to use those skills to do fundraisers. I did a fundraiser for my grandma, Millie, who unfortunately passed away in 2018 after struggling with Alzheimer's for over a decade and beating colon cancer and also having lung cancer. So... That was a really special moment for me to be able to raise almost $1,000 for the Alzheimer's Association and use my baking skills to honor my grandma and support a cause that was so close to her heart and to mine. So that was something really special for me. So now that you've learned a little bit more about me and my interests and what I love to do in my free time... I really want to tell you guys the why behind why I wanted to start this podcast. So through all of these experiences that I've had in my life, I personally have felt the difference in how I approach things in consideration of someone else because of my background and because of my culture. As someone that is biracial, I look at things very differently than other people would, even other black people. Since my family is from the Caribbean, they were not necessarily involved in that. My ancestors never had to deal with leaving Africa and being shipped to the New World and being involved in slavery. That's not really something that I've had in my background, and I don't have really as much of a deep-rooted connection 
to that evil, evil system in our United States as many other African Americans do. So that's something that's different about me from other Black people. But then on the same side, I also have culture that is very different. So in being half Black and half white, I've really been able to see both sides while being able to not really identify with either fully. So, like I said before, just now, I can't necessarily identify with African Americans who, whose ancestors went through years and years of slavery and centuries of that evil system. I can't necessarily identify with that because my family was never directly involved in that. And being biracial puts someone in such an interesting position and in a position that not many people really understand because you can't really identify with either side of your family fully because you're stuck in the middle. You have two different cultures and you're not fully black, you're not fully white, and you're somewhere in the middle where it's hard for people to understand what you go through on a daily basis because some people may view you as white and some people may view you as black, but you have to view yourself and understand who you are, not based on your ethnicity, but based on your personality, who you are inside, what you feel like you personally identify with. I personally identify as biracial. I am able to identify with both sides of my family, and I'm so glad that I'm able to be immersed in both sides of my culture because my family is so amazing and so supportive of me and everything that I do, both sides of my family. But some people don't feel the same way. Some people look at themselves only as one side of that race. So it's different for everyone. And I feel the difference on how I approach things, like I said, based on my culture and based on my background. So I really want to examine how other people view this based on their culture. Is it just me that is feeling this divide in between you know, two different cultures, I'll talk to my sister about that, who is also dealing with the same thing as me. And I want to expand that too into many, many different cultures and even religions and see how people view the world on the basis of their ethnicity, their culture, their background, and how that is affecting what they do in their everyday lives. Whether that's me talking to my other friends from pageantry and see how in the pageant world their race affects them, or just talking to people who are already adults who are grown up and how that's affected them in the workforce. I really want to know as someone who is getting ready to start my next stage of life and getting ready to head into college and eventually medical school as I want to become a dermatologist and then into the workforce, how that might affect me later on in life and truly what the difference between each person's perspective on certain things is. So that's my why behind starting this podcast. And I'm so, so excited to explore this with you all over the next few episodes. So thank you so, so much for listening and see you next time when things start to get spicy here on Spice. Bye!